Hello, and welcome back to the Rose Rambles. This is a podcast where I, Angel Rose, do in fact ramble. And I ramble about things I'm passionate about, and I ramble with people I find really interesting. Today I'm going to talk about girl-on-girl friendship. And it is something that has come and gone throughout my life. There's been periods where I've had a lot of girl friendships and periods where I didn't have any at all, uh, or seemingly so. And so today I am joined by Haley OJ, um, and she's a girl, so pretty much an expert on this. <laughs> Welcome, Haley. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. I am so stoked to have you on here. I asked you pretty much the moment I knew I was going to be doing this podcast if you wanted to come on and co-host with me, because I think that you are so easy to talk to, and I think that you just, you're very relatable, I, and that's a compliment. I mean that. It's just you're very like a girl's girl. And well, I love that about you. I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> so tell everybody a little bit about Haley OJ. Um, well, I'm a mom. Love that that's always my first identifier. I don't really mm. know why we always go there first, but uh, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a teacher. Um, getting close to 30. So I got a little, little bit of life experience under my belt. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit, you know. Um, I generally feel like I'm a pretty positive person and I try to kind of give people positive experiences because life is hard enough, uh, and people drag you down enough. So I generally like to try to be a pretty positive and uplifting person and it's not always easy, but I don't know. That's a little bit about me, I guess. Well, cool. And I think you are a very positive person. I'll give you a little reassurance on that because you are always like there to listen and your advice and things that you tell people is always so optimistic and uplifting while at the same time, acknowledging that things are shitty, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, that sucks, but like, dude, it's going to be okay. Like those kind of people are so important and you're very much that kind of person, like acknowledge the hurt, but like look on the horizon. Like we're going to be okay. (laughs) Let's validate this feeling, but we can get through it. Yes, exactly. So the cool thing about today's episode is that you are my friend. And I think last night we had to like hash out that we were still friends, which is hilarious. I know it's that like, you'll go through these phases in life, right? Like where you kind of move in and out of friendships or where you're, you're, you're really good friends with somebody but you don't always talk all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was really cool that we were able to reconnect yesterday and around this podcast, which I'm like super excited for you about. And so yeah. honored to be here. Thank you so much. I think that something that not a lot of women talk about really is how impactful female friendship is throughout your lifetime. Um, there's so many situations in my life where like my female friend or best friend or group of friends were present and such a big part of, right? You think of like your first sleepovers or when you started your first period, the first big dance in high school or grade eight or whenever we started dancing, uh, your first uh, roommate in college usually is a girlfriend, you know? Like when you start going to people's weddings, it's your girlfriend's weddings and you're in their bridal parties and then they have babies and there's just all these moments in our lives, these big, big moments that our female friends are such a big part of. and. I think that it's important to acknowledge that those friends are so much more than friends in a lot of instances and they really help not just them, but the relationship dynamic really helps shape 
who you become as a person. And I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I mean, the crazy thing is, is when you say they shape, you know, how you move through life, essentially, it's in both positive and negative ways, right? Definitely. We all have those friends who are amazing friends, but we still have negative experiences, but it, it teaches us kind of how to grow as human beings. Right. And I remember really good things and really bad things, even about specific people, right? Like if I think back to like my best friend in grade seven, I don't know if it's just me, but I remember like specifics about times when she wasn't really nice to me. And I felt like I had did something wrong and I felt like I could have done better. I could have done more. And it just started this whole pattern of like, in my life, feeling like I had to prove myself in friendships. Yeah. Like I had to keep people around and instead of ever talking about that right, and just like getting it out into the open and getting other people's perspective, I internalized it and applied it to every friendship onwards from there. So like I'm 13 and I have a bad experience and now all my friendships are like filtered through this lens because I had a bad experience. Absolutely. Crazy. So I wanted to know if you could tell me a little bit about your experience kind of overall with like girl on girl friendship from maybe some of your first memories and moving onwards, good or bad. Yeah. Um, I want to say I've always had like a friend circle of some sort or, or other. Um, but something that I'm very good at, and like you said, I'm relatable, um, is one of my kind of top qualities. (laughs) It's because, um, as a kid, my parents moved us around a lot. We did not have a lot of money growing up. Um, and I have a feeling there was a lot of, you know, times where we couldn't pay the rent or whatever it was. So we moved a lot. I went to 11 elementary schools before I went to high school Wow! and, um, I got really good at making friends, but also I was very insecure in a lot of my friendships because a lot of these people grew up together, already had very solid relationships with each other. And so it was kind of difficult to be the person who always has to come in and form friendships and find people to relate to in groups of people who were already um, pretty solid. But I think, you know, it was a good skill I learned. Uh, I also, I think I attack a lot of situations with humor because maybe it's a defense mechanism. I don't know, but I try to look at every situation um, you know, in a funny light. Cause if you can't laugh at yourself, you're, you're in trouble, I guess. I don't know. That's what but, they say. <laughs> yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> Whoever they are, you know, yeah. um, I will say probably when I was about 13 is when we stopped bouncing all over the place. And I ended up becoming best friends with my next door neighbor, mm-hmm. um, because she was also a new girl. So we formed a very like tight bond of people who didn't have to kind of squeeze into a friend group this time. We were able to make our own. Right. And that was the first time that I think I ever had like a close friend that I really kind of counted on to talk about my crappy days and to talk about, you know, who we were crushing on. And she was the one where we would like prank call people from her house. And she was the one where like I could sleep over at her house and borrow her clothes and, you know, call her mom by her first name and wash her dishes for her. And <laughs> Like, it's like, you know, like a second family sort of situation. Yes. And um, that was just a really good friendship for a really long time. 
So that was my first, first kind of experience. With like a girlfriend. Yeah. It's so crazy how like so many moments stand out and so many women stand out to me. And I have some friends who I considered family, like you just explained at some point that I don't even know if they would say hello to me if they saw me. And sometimes that makes me very sad. And sometimes I think about how as girls and young women, no one really talks about helping us navigate that, helping us navigate that loss, because it feels so devastating when it happens, whether it's because a friend moved, you know, or you just fell out of sorts or, you know, different crowds, different schools, like all these things. I think what you just explained is so important because when you're a kid, proximity is friendship. Well, exactly. You need your friend, right? Right. And like, it's such a told tale that like the, the best friend neighbors or like the girls who lived across the street from each other. And like a lot of my friends were my neighbors too, because they were there. Exactly. And so I think a lot of times not to take away from those friendships, right. But when you're younger, you just need someone you can play with. Yeah. You, someone, you don't want a pen pal. I mean, well, maybe you did, but that wasn't like your girlfriend, you know, that was someone in a different country that your teacher set up for you. Your <laughs> friends were here, you know? Yeah. And I'm wondering if you think the whole proximity thing carries on into adulthood. Like, do you feel like if a friend isn't in your area or in your bubble, you have a hard time maintaining that connection? So honestly, I think for me, like as crazy as it sounds, it is a hundred percent. Like there's still that proximity angle there. Um, especially because I moved around so much and I phased in and out of friendships so much. I'm, I'm a really horrible person for staying in touch with people. So that particular friend that I'm thinking about, the one where we experienced, you know, like growing up and puberty together and all that (laughs) gross, good stuff. um, She did end up moving away about four hours away. And as a kid, like you can't hop in the car and go visit people. You don't do girl weekends and stuff like that when you're a kid. Right. Um, and we did just lose touch. And I can think of times in my adult life where that has happened. Um, specifically you and I were neighbors. (laughs) Funnily enough. I was going to say, are we the best friend neighbors? I don't know. Yeah. I don't like we, we actually lived in a very small town. Um, and we both had children And we were in proximity to each other. And I don't know if we would have met or become friends if that wasn't the case, right? And our friendship, um, I mean, we're still friends, obviously, and we can still have conversations so easily. And I would still share things with you, um, you know, that I'm going through and vice versa, um, which I love. But definitely, we don't see each other nearly as much as we used to when I could just walk over to your house, right? Right. So it takes a lot more effort, I think, as you grow up and evolve to maintain friendships. I totally agree with you. And I think that I I might even be the exact opposite of what you just described yourself as, because it's not so much proximity that's an issue for me. It's I'm such an extroverted introvert that being on all the time and being around people all the time is really draining for me. And so if I have this like big group of friends that I constantly have to keep up with and maybe leave the house like god forbid I have to leave this house um and like you know do all these things that require so much energy if I don't like come back and recharge 
alone, quiet, like sensory deprivation style, I have a really hard time maintaining those friendships. Like I will, I will stop answering. I will shut off the phone. And so I know that there's the kind of friends that like, okay, well, if you're my neighbor, we'll hang out every day. Like, that's totally fine. But for me, even then, like, I don't answer my door. I don't answer my calls. And oh, I totally like ducked down and pretend. Right. <laughs> Can we just take a minute to talk about the army crawl we all do out of the room when someone knocks on the door? Because I know we all do it and it cracks me up. 100% like hit the ground. Don't move. I'm don't like telling talk. the kids, I'm like, lay down. <laughs> yeah. Telling the dogs, don't bark. Shh, shh. Be quiet. It's too much. I love that you just related to that because I did it today. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know if it was the postman, but I was not answering. Um, so yeah, for me, proximity really doesn't even that matter. I maintain a lot of friendships cross country. Honestly, one of my best friends lives in BC and I met her on the internet and she knows everything about me. We've had like those deep soul wrenching talks about everything. She was like the first person I called when me and my husband separated, which is crazy, but yeah. proximity isn't necessarily it for me, but I just need those friends that understand that I have to like tune out for a while sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I need the friends who will reach out to me and make sure that I'm still alive because I can go like so long without touching base with anyone because I'm just like, I'm happy in a bubble. Like I am, I would just say introverted, introverted. Like I need the kinds of friends who like, um, are fine just coming over and sitting down and watching a movie and not talking to me the whole time. Like, I'm good with that, you know, like let's hang out beside each other and not talk, but also like friends that I can, you know, bear my soul to or have fun with or whatever, whatever I'm in the mood for. But if someone doesn't like reach out to me, um, I'm a really horrible friend because like I'll go two weeks and then go, holy crap, I haven't talked to this person. I better send them a text message so they don't think that I hate them or something. Right. Um, so that's also, it's really interesting to me because I think we all need different things from friendships. Yeah. And it's not always stuff that we're willing to give in return. Right. And I think we kind of talked about this yesterday. I was having the issue where I was expecting everybody to just act like me. So I very much like wanted all my friends to just know me so well. <laughs> I'm very, I have a God complex, maybe. I wanted them all to know <laughs> me so well and respect my boundaries and how I wanted things done so much so that they just became me. And when I think about it in that sense, I'm like, girl, you crazy. Like, what were you doing to those poor friends of yours? But I realized as I get older that your friends are not going to do everything the way you would do it. And I think it's so interesting what you shared about how you need people to be like, hey, you in there? Because uh, you're not going to remember to like put yourself out there and send a message. And I'm interested to know if you tell your friends this, if you say like, hey, I am shit at, you know, getting back to people or remembering to check in. And it's not because I don't love you. It's because my brain ain't wired like that. Um, because if that. we, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. If we had those conversations, I feel like, if I had those conversations, like 90% of conflict would have been resolved before it even happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's something that has come with age. Mm. So when I talk about that one friendship from elementary school, um, that came and went. And then when I, when I talk about high school and I went to the same high school for four years, I was friends with the same, with three girls, um, throughout all of high school. And as soon as high school was done, 
it's not like we switched cities or anything, but we had different things we were doing. And those friendships, I don't want to say ended, but, um, you know, like I got invited to one out of three weddings, if that makes, you know, anything clear, but they all went to each other's, but it, but, and so at the time I was hurt. I was like, seriously, like I'm not invited to your wedding, but every other one of our high school friends is, but then I asked myself, "Mm, have I talked to you since graduation? Have I reached out to you? Like, yeah, girlfriend, you should not have invited me to your wedding. I'm a bad friend. And then, um, after that with college, I had one really, really close friend. Um, and she moved away to BC after, after a split with her boyfriend. And we are still the friends who will like tag each other and stuff, but like, we don't talk on the phone. We don't really like message anymore. Same thing. Like I, she didn't come to my wedding. I didn't go to hers. Um, not that we weren't like invited or whatever, but just proximity for me. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, and then like, there was a time, you know, when my kids were really young that you and I, and we had a friend circle and, uh, we were very close and we would hang out all the time. And then, um, like, I don't know if just needs changed or, or, you know, what happened, but there was that fade out there. And now I have another kind of really close friend circle. Um, and these women in particular, and I don't think it's anything like, oh, you know, the other friends weren't good friends, um, or I wasn't a great friend. I think just with these women in particular, I've evolved to a point in my life where I over communicate (laughs) what's going on with me all the time. (laughs) And I've met, you know, other people who do the same thing. Like I have one friend in particular who, if she doesn't message me, like, every three days she literally sends me like a full-on paragraph apologizing about how busy work has been and like she's the person who will reach out and make sure I'm still alive you know and um like another one who's who does live pretty close to me and so we're able to you know drop in at the park or whatever um you know pre-covid and all that good stuff but um and then another one who we're not even really like I don't think we would have been friends if Uh, my two closer friends were not mutual friends but who like I will actually reach out now and be like hey how is your life going every couple of days so like there are people that you know as I've evolved and grown up and realized that I can't just expect people to stay connected with me without me also putting in effort to maintain relationships so like you said it's not that it's like if we would have had those conversations sooner there would never be any hurt feelings or misunderstandings. Right. So as we grow up and we learn to just kind of be more open with people and tell people what we need mm-hmm. from them and and listen when they tell us what they need. Right. That's when like you're really able to finally maintain friendships, I think. And it takes a really long time to get there. Well, apparently, like I said, I'm almost 30. I'm 31 and I'm a little bit of a, Honestly, I'm a weird person <laughs> in a lot of ways, um, but I'm kind of like a loner. And when you say loner, there's such like a negative emotion that comes with that. But like, I'm not lonely. I'm just kind of a loner, but I'm very social. So I really like to have friends and I really like to talk to people and connect. Obviously, I started a podcast, so I really like to talk, um, but I really like to be alone. And I think that's the thing I have to start communicating with people is that like, 
I don't want to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> just like period. Not even like at a specific time. I just don't want to. <laughs> and but I feel like, like right. people what you need. Yeah. And I'm always like avoiding it. Like if, if a friend that I haven't seen in a while is like, we should have coffee. This is obviously before we like COVID's weird, right? Like sometimes you're allowed to have coffee and sometimes you're not. But um, so I haven't been having coffee at all for a very long time, but when I could, they'd be like, oh my God, we can grab a drink. Like, do you want to? And I'd be like, oh yes. In my mind, I was like, absolutely no. And yeah. I have to get more comfortable to be like, it's not you. I love you. And I, I would love to maybe have a, a little Facebook chat with you, but I don't want to leave and go somewhere with you. And part of that is like anxiety, but also part of that is just like, I'm a homebody, you know, like come here if you want, we can have coffee here, but I don't really want to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm working on that. I'm working on communicating. I'm sorry. You know, I understand you like to go out, but I do not. And so we either find middle ground or it's okay if this kind of just fizzles out. We don't really hang out anymore. That's okay too. Well, and that's the other thing. It's like accepting that um, not everything is going to stay the same all the time. Yeah. And that um, I don't want to, I, I actually really don't like to use this term. Like, you know, if it doesn't serve you, then it's not for you. Cause not everything in life is designed to serve you, Right. but, uh, or if it doesn't serve you, it doesn't deserve you or whatever, you know, one of those cliche things. But, um, I don't like to use that expression because I don't think that things are meant to serve you in this life, but I do think that, um, what is for you will not pass you. And so if it's time for something to kind of move on, like that's okay. Or if we're not giving each other this, if we're not fulfilling each other's needs anymore, it's okay to move on. Um, and it, it is the sad thing though. Like you said, it feels like a loss. It feels like almost like a, a death sometimes. Like yes. someone you talk to all the time is no longer there at your disposal to talk to anymore. Um, and you have these like fond memories and sometimes you just want to reminisce about those things. Yeah. Um, so but, similarly to a breakup, like with a yeah. partner, dude, the way you think back, you got your boyfriend box, you take it out, you drink a couple coolers one night, you cry. It's like, I do that with yes. friendships. I do I, too. So often. And really recently, an example is a, a girlfriend who I would have considered my best friend for a long time. She stood in my wedding she was so important to me. She was the first person who held two of my kids when they were born. Um, so, you know, important in my life in so many different stages. She, we fell like we fell away and there was like, it was a breakup. It wasn't like we just stopped talking. Like there was drama and there was arguments. And I think one of us blocked the other. It was very, it was very dramatic of both of us. And we admit that now we acknowledge it. We've gotten together this past year and She's met my, my littlest and it was all very overwhelming for me, but she got married yesterday and I couldn't have been there regardless because it's COVID and no one can go to your wedding. Yeah. But I cried. I just sat alone and I hope I don't cry right now, <laughs> but I just thought I was so heartbroken for like what could have been, you know, like if we would have just got our shit together and communicated and worked through it. Cause there's so much love there. And I think that we we don't have to underestimate how much love we have for our friends, you know, and, and when someone leaves your life, it doesn't mean you love them any less. So needless to say, I sent her a voice chat that would have been my wedding speech. <laughs> ah. 
And she was so sweet. She was like, this is literally the nicest thing anyone said to me. So thank you so much for this. And we just kind of rekindled a bit and, you know, thought about maybe seeing each other post COVID. But sometimes things come up similar to when you lose someone, like you talked about grief or when you go through a breakup that bring you back to the good times in that friendship or the bad times in that friendship. And I've had a lot of friendship breakups. I don't know if it's just the kind of person I am, how I explained that, you know, I kind of like, I'm not up for a lot. And I don't know if like people get bored with that. And that's not mean. It's just, you know, some people need to be on, 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 go, go, go. And that's just never going to be me. Or if, you know, maybe I was toxic before and I wasn't communicating. And so it was hard to maintain friendships with me, but I've had a lot of breakups and not one of them has been pleasant and not one of them has been okay. Like I still think about it and get sad. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel resolved. Yeah. And so I wonder if like, not even if it felt like a breakup to you, but if you went through something with a friend where the friendship ended for whatever reason, and like that similar feeling of like reminiscing, like, man, like I missed that person and I wish this would have ended differently. Yeah. Well, I have a story for you. (laughs) I can't wait. Uh, Yeah. So I will say the majority of my friendships, I can't pinpoint an exact moment when it ended. I think I'm a ghoster a little bit um, or we ghost each other. And I think like, it's not that, you know, all of a sudden communication just immediately stops. It just gradually fades away. And I generally don't notice it until after it's happened. So when I do have those good memories or I do kind of reminisce um, and I have those, you know, oh, remember this time this happened. Um, I can still message that person and be like, I was literally just thinking about you. Do you remember when this happened? And we'll have a great, like funny conversation about it. Um, so I have a lot of relationships that kind of ended that way and they're not really ended, but they're just not, you know, as the only word I can think of to say is fruitful. Oh, (laughs) weird, weird word, but you know what I mean? Go off, sis, go off. Yeah. But there is one friend that I will say we broke up and it still causes me like pain and discomfort because she's going through a lot of really amazing things in her life right now. Like she's pregnant and um, you know, she was a, like a foster parent all last year. And I had no idea. And I know that for the longest time she's been trying to have children. So like, I'm really happy from her for her from afar and it hurts that I can't reach out and message her. Um, But it all kind of started when, (laughs) when she killed my cat not with this story I know so I mean I don't I don't necessarily blame her for this but I feel like this is this was the beginning of the end you know right um so my husband and I we took the kids and we were visiting out of town and we were going to be gone for like a week and I asked her because she was single and you know um living in a small apartment and I said hey do you want to house sit for me for like a week and just hang out with my pets and and keep my pets alive (laughs) and uh she was like yeah yeah absolutely no problem And I get a phone call from her about halfway through my trip saying that my cat ran out the front door while she had it open and he went straight for the road and immediately got hit by a car and that he was gone. And like, this was my husband and I, like our first pet ever. We had this cat for like 10 years. We loved it. It was our baby. And so I was really, really upset and not mad at her because like accidents happen. Right. Um, but she, you know, said this person was driving past the house really fast. So I made a really angry 
Facebook post in our community Facebook page and saying, you know, like, you need to slow down. Like, what is wrong with people? I was very upset. And um, my daughter's daycare provider private messaged me and said, Haley, I think I killed your cat. I think I hit your cat when I was driving. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, really? She's like, yeah, it was nighttime. It was in the middle of the road. I didn't see it. Um, She told me basically a completely different story from what my friend had told me. And so I confronted my friend about it. And she said that she had actually not realized that the cat was out. She had actually left my house for the day, had gone out with a friend or whatever. And when she came back, she found him in the road, but she didn't want me to be mad at her. So it was just kind of like the beginning of a breakdown of trust, you know, like to lie to somebody about something. So like, I, I still don't think I would have been upset with her if she had told me the truth, you know, but like, like, yeah, it was, it's like a strange thing to lie about, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, so just from there, it was like little things that we just started to kind of communicate poorly with each other. Um, we were very, very, very close, but then she, um, she got engaged and she picked like six bridesmaids and none of them were me, even though we saw each other almost every day. And I was really hurt by that. And of course, it's not my choice who is in somebody else's wedding party, but I was a lot younger and a lot more um, I guess, jealous Mm -hmm. of other people's friendships. And, um, she kind of hurt my feelings because she said like, well, you know, it was close. It was between you and somebody else. Obviously she picked somebody else. Right. (laughs) So like that, you know, it was like, there was that. And then she, you know, invited us to go to our wedding, her wedding, but it was out of town and I had two small children and I was like, okay, well, no problem. The kids can come. Right there's going to be kids at the wedding. And she said, yeah, there's going to be lots of kids there, but I don't think your kids can come. Oh my Atlanta. And I was like, well, at this point, you're basically telling me you don't want my children there who are a huge part of my life, who call you like they call her auntie. Um, Mm. and, and I don't have a babysitter, so I don't think I can go. Like my son was months old. Right. And so I didn't go to her wedding. And she never spoke to me again. Uh, that's so, uh, it was like hard for me to even listen to that. Like, first of all, because like, rest in peace to your poor cat. Like, that is, <laughs> I can't imagine being on vacation and getting that call, but then like trying to process why someone would not have told me the truth, you know? Yeah. Someone that yeah. you like entrusted with your fur babies, because I, I know you guys are a lot like us, like your pets are like your family. 100%. So, so like that would have been hard to swallow. And then when someone personally rejects your children, it, it just feels so terrible. If there's any non-parents listening and you have friends who are parents, that feels like shit. Yeah. It's and you don't, to me. It's like, you don't know until you have kids of your own that like, when you say things like, Hey, let's go for lunch, but you know, don't bring the kids. Oh. That, like you don't realize until you like, you don't know until you know. Right. And so that's why I'm just telling you all right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because so many times like girlfriends from college would have popped back into town and they're like, Hey girl, you want to get lunch tomorrow? And I'd be like, for sure. Where should we go? They'd pick a place and they'd say, you got a sitter, right? And yeah. I was like, for my four month old. No, no, yeah. he's going to be coming with me everywhere I go. Exactly. And so like, it just creates 
that weird vibe between friends when you're like realizing maybe they don't really care for a lot of you, you know, like a lot of what's going on with you. And that will 100% break up a friendship for me. If someone is purposely trying to tell me not to invite my kids. And like you said, if it would have been an event where no kids were there, that's different. People are entitled to that. And I understand that. But just those little jabs, right? It feels like it it felt very, it felt very personal. And I also didn't have a, a great relationship with her new partner and they got married very quickly. And like, I just didn't know him very well. And so that just, I don't know if it was like, if he had some influence on it or what, I don't know what it was. Um, at the time I felt like very strongly that our friendship ended because of her, um, in retrospect, years later, I'm thinking, you know what, it would be very hurtful if somebody who was my great friend for a really long time told me that they don't want to come to my wedding anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, it was pretty close to last minute. So who knows, she may have already paid for the meal. She may have, you know, like in retrospect, I can look back at that less narcissistically and think that, you know, there is a chance that I had a hand in ending that friendship as well, or it takes two to tango or whatever. Um, and so that's why when I look back or I look at what's going on in her life right now and, you know, how I wish I could just reach out and say, you know, I'm really happy for you or whatever. Um, it just feels yucky that I don't have that relationship anymore. So it does feel like, like a real breakup. Right. And how come when I hear you talk about this, I literally am about to cry. I, I cannot handle other people's emotions. It's something I'm working on. But something about friendship and like girl friendship for me, maybe because often, especially, ooh, especially in young girlhood, adolescence, I was often just removed from friend groups and I never really understood why. Um, you say you're a ghosting friend. I've had so many friends ghost me and I've had to just sit there with myself thinking like, what the fuck did I do? You know? And and this is not like a sometimes nothing though. Like right. you did nothing. And this is not me like being like, Haley, stop being a ghoster. <laughs> this is not your intervention or anything. I'm just saying like to be on the other end of it for me, I was always like, is there something I could have done more like or less? Or it just left me with so many unanswered questions. And I remember like being young and like walking into the lunchroom at school and all the girls that I usually sat with would be like, looking at me weird and I'd feel weird. So I'd go sit alone. That was like the first time that I felt like outed. One Mm -hmm. of my worst memories with a friend. um, I almost said her name. That would be mean. Um, (laughs) I was like, here's her address. This is Um, anonymous. Right. I was in grade seven and it was very much, she was one of my neighbors. I lived in a very, very small town. So there wasn't like a lot of opportunity to meet new friends. Pretty much the people you lived near or went to school with were your only options. We were very good friends. Used to bike to her house all the time and stuff. We rode the bus together. One day I got onto the bus and I sat in front of her and her and a couple other kids on the bus were like whispering. And I turned around and I was like, what's going on? And she said, don't look at us. And I was like, oh, okay. And I turned away and I felt weird, but I didn't think much of it. I was like, maybe she's in a mood. I mean, we're 12. I don't know what's going on. And then they started pulling my hair. And I was like, what the heck? So I just looked out the window and started getting teary eyed and they pulled my hair and they were laughing at me. I've always had a very full cheek. They were calling me chipmunk. 
listen, nobody's cute at 12. Okay. I don't want to hear but like, it was mean. And this is someone who I thought was one of my best friends. Then finally I passed her. So this went on on the bus for like three days. Wow. Finally, um, I passed her a note in class one day and I asked, well, what's going on? Like, why are you treating me like this? And she said, literally, I used to record songs on my karaoke machine because I thought I was going to be Celine Dion. I'm not kidding. I sang to a S Club 7 song called Natural. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm old. <laughs> I mean, I, I love seven. So I took the lyrics out of my karaoke song and I put my own words to that song. And she was accusing me of stealing her jams. And that was the fight that ended everything. I was stealing her jams. I don't even know what that means. She wrote, <laughs> she wrote back, you're stealing my jams. And I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> I guess I'm a jam stealer. It didn't even make sense, but it heart broke me. I was like, now I'm on the outs. No one will talk to me. I don't even understand what stealing a jam is. But yet <laughs> here I am. That was like, it, I literally sometimes just think about that girl on the bus. Yeah. Treating me so poorly. And for what reason? Laughing at me and calling me names and pulling my hair. I go back to that instance in my mind a lot like I relive that a lot more than I probably should I should probably call somebody about that but it just feels really crappy when people don't communicate with you and I think that having conversations like this I mean when you're 12 you're not an expert at communication but it's so much easier to teach our kids how to use our words and say right. like hey what you did upset me hey what you did hurt me a lot and I, I don't like it and I won't deal with that anymore instead of being malicious and mean like I don't want to take away from stealing her jam maybe it hurt her really badly and maybe we don't know what that means <laughs> you know but maybe it, but she didn't have the tools to say hey angel I feel like you did something inappropriate here and I want to talk about it and it turns into this bullying behavior instead because they're just suppressing all their feelings and just acting with anger and a lot of girls have treated me like that and I'm wondering if you've ever been outed from a group and you didn't understand why, or maybe you're the one who was ghosted and it didn't really make sense. Yeah, I think, especially as a teacher, we hear bullying, 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 bullying every, every year, every couple months, there's pink shirt day and all these things, right? And I hear the word bullying so much, um, but we're really trying to come away from calling people bullies because it turns out there's, there's no such thing as really like, oh, someone is always a bully, right. but everybody is capable of bullying behavior. And I have been absolutely the victim of bullying behavior. And I have probably exhibited bullying behavior. Yeah. Um, well, as a kid, I definitely, definitely don't go around bullying people anymore. You're like, uh, I'd like the record to show. Yeah. I would like to say I'm a very nice person. Thank you very much. Um, but I think I, I can remember elementary school for sure. There was a group of four of us, okay? I want to say we were the popular, popular girls. That makes me want to barf when I say that word. But, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but like that's, you know, the dynamic that we had. And two out of the four were best, best friends. And so you would think that the other two, myself and this other girl, that we would be good, good friends. Right. And you just have two pairs of really close friends, but no, we were both jealous of the other girl's friendship and always trying to be in their duo. Um, so 
I would, I feel like sometimes be mean about the other girl in the group so that I could be more in with the other two. And she would 100% do it to me sometimes. And so sometimes I would come outside for recess. Like you said, we'd go outside for recess, whatever. Maybe I was a little bit later and the three of them would be huddled. And when I'd walk up, they would like get shifty eyed and giggle and like turn away. And it makes you feel so anxious. Like, you know, that they were just talking about you. And so then I would probably be vindictive and do it in return whenever I had the chance. And it's just this, uh, like this gross kind of jealousy that we can feel about friendships. And I think that because that happened for like four years, like we never, we never grew out of that in that four years of elementary school that we were together until we graduated, um, that that was so formative for me that I have had jealousy, um, in some form or another in almost every kind of group relationship situation, um, which is just like until, until recently. Um, so like, you know, especially with social media, right. We see pictures of people hanging out together and we're like, why wasn't I invited? Or, um, you see, you know, these two friends out of your five hanging out and you're like, well, like, did I do something wrong? Like, why didn't you want me there? Or when you're in a group situation and people have an inside joke that you're not in on, like we always, I I just feel like I have a lot of insecurity around friendships because of the kind of bullying behavior that you're describing, like where people purposefully try to make you feel like you're on the outside. Right. And And, and it's just in this current relationship that I'm in right now with this group of four friends where I honestly could care less if two of them go out or if these ones went shopping together and those ones are doing this on Monday or whatever, because I know that I have the same relationship where it's like, if I don't want to be in a group of four people right now, and I just want to, you know, hang out with one person, I can message the one person that I would like to talk to. Um, and there's zero jealousy there, which is really nice. So, but again, we're over communicators. Right. And I think it speaks to, first of all, growth, and then like your level of comfort with these friends, you know, like if you're over communicators and you've said literally everything you could say, (laughs) and then, and you have that familiarity with them, because you said that they are very similar to you, it feels comfortable and then it feels safe. Yes, I think that as we get older, we allow things to feel safe, you know, whereas like in high school, I never felt safe. Like I always felt like at some point something could happen and I'm out, like there's no way like I can maintain this. But as you get older, I mean, even through college, I think I felt like that way. And maybe even in, you know, my young twenties, I felt like I'm very disposable and I don't think anyone really needs me. And now it's not so much about people needing me oh my god that when I just said that I had my Oprah aha moment yeah like I I actually had an epiphany when you did you oh my (laughs) god I feel like I'm a better friend when somebody needs me if somebody is going through something if somebody needs me to support them in any way I am a very good friend if they feel or they seem like they're okay I find myself retreating and I only just realized that about myself right fucking now. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this over communication leads to great things. Doesn't it? This is a beautiful moment for us. 
Um, and so that's crazy. I never knew that about myself, but it feels so true. Literally, as we're talking, I was like, mayday, mayday, something's happening in your brain. I love that. I love that so much. And I think like, that's the beautiful thing about these podcasts and these, these kinds of situations. It's like, you listen to other people talk and about their experiences. And then all of a sudden you're like, hold on, that makes so much sense. It's like when, it's like when your mom tells you something like 40 times, but then like your cool aunt says it one time and it clicks, you know, you're yes. like, I, I wasn't listening to you, mom, but like aunt Rose, she knows what's up. Auntie Rose, dude, Auntie she Rose. knows. Yeah. I think something I also really want to talk to you about because we're almost the same age, like a year apart. Mm-hmm. So we grew up in this world without social media and technology, right? If you wanted to talk to your friend, you biked to their house or you called them on their home phone, you memorized all your friends, family's phone numbers. Yeah. And it was very difficult other than school to keep up with people, you know, like school, organized sports, all that stuff. But then just to like maintain friendships with everyone in your class, that would be really hard because there's no group chat. There's no Facebook page. And so coming from that, and then as we start hitting high school, you know, you start getting a little bit of technology. We got phones that were very basic. And then you start with like a little bit of MySpace or MSN back in the day. And then college happens. And now we are very online, right? And then everything is happening and just more so every year since then. And now at 31, friendship is almost too accessible for me. Yeah. It's almost too easy, almost too convenient, you know? And then with that, I have noticed I've had to make so many very strong boundaries. Mm -hmm. I've had to learn how to be like, I don't have to pick up the phone and I don't have to answer a message just because someone sent it. And I don't have to feel like people are entitled to me. Yes. And so I'm wondering what you think about that, um, how that transition felt for you. um, And if you ever feel overwhelmed with the friendship aspect of social media. Yeah, all the time. Um, So I run a social media based business as well. Um, You know, you know that I I found it through you and MLMs are a whole different conversation. But I do run like an MLM business on Facebook. um, And it's something that has served me so well in so many ways, because I, I am so introverted, it kind of does get me to step out of my comfort zone and, um, and grow a little bit, but at the same time, um, when I was not teaching, cause I was on maternity leave or whatever, and I was building this business, I felt like I needed to be accessible 1000% of the time, or I was going to miss out on opportunities mm. to the point where like, uh, I want to say like, you look at that screen time report on your phone and it would say like, Haley, you have been on social media for 17 hours today. And that's not, that's not even a made up number. Like I have seen 17 hours. Um, and that's just me constantly checking my messenger or sending 50 messages out and then having to feel like I need to respond to every single one of them who gets back to me because like I sent the first message um, or, you know, someone wants to know about this mascara or that blush. And if I don't immediately answer them, I'm going to lose a sale. Um, or, you know, just that idea that part of what I do in my business is I build connections with people. 
And so I have to be friendly all the time. Mm. And I got into a space where it felt like I couldn't express my, myself at all. It was like, you have to be the everyman. And so you can only post things that are going to please people and, and you have to be accessible all the time. Yeah. And it has taken a lot of growth and a lot of really sitting down and thinking about it and deciding that that's not healthy or sustainable, um, to realize like, there's no such thing as a makeup emergency. First of all, like she's still going to want the mascara. If you message her tomorrow, Mm -hmm. um, to know that toxic positivity is a thing, right. To to think that like, you don't have to be positive hundred percent of the time you do have feelings. You're not a robot. Um, and in friendships, being friendly and being true friends is two totally different things. Right. It's like in a business situation and in a social media situation, people can snap each other, message each other. They're on Instagram. Like you, I, you probably check like three, four different platforms a day. Right. Right. Yeah. And so you're friendly with a lot of people, but it is really important to be selective about who has access to you and when. It is. And it's, it's not easy. And I tend to gravitate more towards apps like TikTok because you don't need to be accessible mm-hmm. in those. You just like put what you want in a video and you post it and then people can comment or they can't. That brings up a whole different thing because then you get obsessed with the likes and social media. We could have a whole podcast on how social media negatively affects women. I think, <laughs> I think we'll stick to friendship for this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of wrap us up and I just wanted to talk about a couple of my favorite moments or special moments for me with you as a friend. I thought that would be nice after our talk last night, because I think that we talked about like the breakups and the importance of friends and how they shape us and everything like that. I think that I've leaned, lent, leaned, I have leaned. (laughs) Come on, English teacher, help me out. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) On my friends for so many things and going through so many things in my life, I lost my grandmother and it was my first and so far only really deep, deep, meaningful loss. And I had a hard time getting out of it. And I had to rely on a lot of my friends to kind of keep me grounded and keep me, you know, one foot in here because it was so overwhelming. And then I went through a separation and there was all these big moments and you were there for a lot of them, which is crazy mm-hmm. that I didn't even think we were friends yesterday. And you and your husband sent me flowers when my grandma passed. I might cry about that. Just such an, like, just such an overwhelmingly kind thing to do, you know, for someone that's mm-hmm. just your friend, just your neighbor. I think about it all the time. And like, dude, I came out for the first time as a woman loving woman to you. And, so, and, and I to you. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it was very <laughs> We are very magical. Yeah. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. those were very emotional moments. I for, I forgot that we like we had that moment. We were like, I mean, same. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, just to think like the, that small town. Oh gosh, that's like a whole other podcast too, right? Of <laughs> you know so interesting when you are like by but married to a man mm. you don't get to feel like you're a part of that community so right. to have found another female friend who 
Got was it. going through the exact same thing at the same time almost. It was, it was really important for me. And you validated so many feelings I was having. You you were just very important for me in that time. And I hope that I was a, a little bit the same for you. Um, and then I think of like happy memories, like how many times we put the kids to bed and sat in one of our backyards and had a fire and laughed for mm-hmm. hours about nothing. We were always those kind of friends that would just sit together, not really doing anything, maybe just put a movie on and be on our phones, but every once in a while, look at each other and just laugh. Yeah. Yeah. We found a lot of joy in each other. Yes. Yes. And so I just wanted to end today with telling you how impactful you have been for me. Cause I think that women don't tell other women enough how much they mean to them. And even if it's a friendship that's come and gone or fizzled, or in our case, like it just wasn't the main focus at this point in our lives and other things were kind of going on. And it's okay that the friendship kind of, you know, falls back a bit, but just reach out to those women, or even if they're your best friend, you talk to every day, make sure you tell them, Hey, what you do for me is really meaningful. And having you in my life, makes a difference so thank you I just think it's so important to like let them know that it's not going unseen or unnoticed you know and yeah so I just want to tell you that well I appreciate that and I I do really feel the same way about you like I think we go through these seasons right and we always we always find the people that we need in that season and I did need you in that season and and I like you kept me sane so many times you don't even know like I could go weeks just being alone in my house with my husband and my kids and yeah. just need a, a woman to talk to yeah. you know and so you definitely were very very and are very important to me now like I said I'm so honored to be here and I think for like anyone who's listening to understand that you can still reach out to those people where relationships have fizzled and let them know that they were important might seem mushy and it might seem gushy or whatever but um when in a world where so many negative things stay with us right those horrible memories from when we're 12 and 14 and 17 and whatever when those horrible things stay with us it's so important to remind each other of all the amazing good things that have happened to us too and you may have had a hand in ending a friendship that you were really bitter about three years ago, but now you can look back on it and say, you know what, that was, that was my bad too. And yeah. just be the bigger person and, and reach out to that person and tell them that they're, they're special to you. I love that so much. And I just love what you just said about the seasons of your life and how friends fit in. And that's such a beautiful way of looking at it. And I'm going to continue to look at it like that from now on. Because it's true, like as humans, we're ever evolving and changing. And some of us are getting big promotions. Some of us are having kids. Some of us are moving, you know, like all these things are happening in our lives that maybe our friends don't fit into at the time. And that's okay. And if we just respect someone's boundaries and communicate, maybe we would have a lot less breakups in our friendship. We stopped being so like self centered focused on it and how it affects us and just loud clap for your best friends for everything that they're going through and normalize allowing a relationship to hit pause for a while yeah normalize we can put a pin in this and and I'll come back or you'll come back when we 
meet each other again. And it doesn't have to be, well, I guess she doesn't care anymore. It can just be like, we're both going different places right now, but I'm shooting so much love that person's way. Exactly. I love that so much. Thank you so, so much for talking with me today. I knew I was going to cry. Cause like, I'm, I'm going like, I'm going to cry every episode. <laughs> so I knew it was going to happen when I brought up how important you have been and ongoingly are to me. But, um, thank you for, you know, holding space for me. So I didn't completely lose it. Same. And I, I really, really appreciate that I get to be a part of this season for you as well. Cause like, this is going to be a big season for you and for this podcast. Do not make me cry again, as we're saying goodbye, Haley. <laughs> no, thank you so much. It means so much to me. I am so grateful. And I feel so honored that you said yes to being here today. I'm so grateful to hear your perspective always. I'm so glad everyone else gets to hear it now too. And I just love you so much. And I can't wait to have your message about friendship hit the, how do they, how do they say that? Hit the, hit the internet. Is that, an, is that an old lady? I wanted to hit the internet. Smack the internet right in the face. Smack down the Wi-Fi real soon here. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Bye, Angel. Bye, Haley.